Oh my god, dead air. What am I gonna do? What am I? Where am I gonna go? I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in your head. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is in your head with Shannon Staniford. I'm all alone this week. No guest to interview. So everything that is coming out of my mouth or in your ears will be my docile, high-pitched, screaming, just charming voice. And none of that made sense. But this is literally like the eighth time that I've recorded this episode. So I don't even remember where I was going with any of this. In hindsight, I should probably start writing shit down. But that's just not generally how I work. So, it's late. Like I said, this is like the 8th, ninth time that I've recorded this. Due to technical malfunctions. I.e. me being an idiot and accidentally deleting the only good version of the show. Um, everything else was just shite. You know, it was just crap. And I wasn't going to turn in crap. So... Ladies and gentlemen, this episode, I'm going to be talking what you guys asked, or what some of you asked me to talk about. Uh, we're going to treat, and I'm going to do these every once in a while, because sometimes it's very hard to get guests whenever you have a real life job, and you're a father, and you know, you just, you try to balance with other things that are brand new in your life. And you just can't do it all the time. So you can't just get a guest. But guests are coming. Uh, like I said, one half of the Weird Sisters podcast, Jordy V. My, one of my best friends will be on uh, sometime soon. Uh, Tommy Snow. In a couple weeks, my uh, best friend Brandon, last week's guest, will be back on after talk, we'll talk about his retirement. Um, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, we're, um, we got a lot of people lined up, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going, it's a, it's a process, like, like I said, this is a one-man operation, um, me doing this, and so it's, uh, it's a lot to, a lot to do, a lot to take on, um, so yeah. So I guess let's just get into it. Um, so, uh, some of the questions that were asked. Um, I was asked, why am I so pretty? Well, I don't really believe that I am very pretty. Uh, I know that I'm pretty charming and I'm pretty funny, but as far as looks go, uh, I'm not ugly, but I wouldn't say that I'm pretty. Uh, but I'm charming, and that's usually what 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 gets the uh, the, the ladies' attention is just how charming and sweet I am. Uh, I know that there's uh, that's gotten me in trouble quite a bit <laughs> in my life. Stalkers, uh, crazy ex-girlfriends, um, a few ex-wives, a whole slew of ex-girlfriends. But, uh, there is, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, there's that, uh, me being pretty, the only thing that's pretty is my, uh, my charmingness and my, my humor, so, 
There you go, Andrew. Uh, you wanted to know why I'm so pretty? Uh, I'm not. Uh, but I am pretty charming. And that's all really that matters to me. So, um, I was asked what my goal for this show is. So, the goal for this show, to me, and will always be the same mission that I've always kind of had. And that is, if I can help one person, um, help them with their depression, help them out of, like, darkness, help them in any way that I possibly can to where they, they see just how needed and how amazing and how they truly are a blessing in this world. If I can just reach out and I help one person, that's all that matters to me. That's all that matters. You know, uh, I've been blessed to have the the connections and the ability to inspire and help so many people but one comes to mind um so i was uh, a part of this group once where i was just chatting away with this random girl um in iceland and she was very upset and she was very depressed and i and there there they could have ended bad and uh, I was able to talk her out of doing anything stupid. And she's still here today, and we still talk, and we still um, communicate. So I am, and I'm very proud of this woman. Uh, I, won't t I won't say the name because it's more of a confidential thing. But she is just absolutely an amazing person, and I'm glad that I met her, and I'm glad that I was able to uh, help her realize just how amazing she is and how needed she is um her life is her life much like uh anyone else that's listening is is better than they think it is and this world is better because they are in it so i uh so yeah so the goal of the show is to simply just i want to help people you know um, for the next 12, like, the, the goal for the show for the next year is, to, like, I want to, uh, I want to help as many people as I can. I want to, uh, I want to be able to improve the show. Uh, I've got some, I got some things in the making, um, some new equipment where is going to be used. We're going to get some, I'm going to get some better mics. I'm going to get some... Like, I've got, I got my best friend from kindergarten, Seth Sandow. He is, uh, who he's going to be on the show at some point, whenever the stars will align. He is making a theme song for me. And once that is done, so uh, we're going to start adding it to the show every week. And it's going to be absolutely um amazing I'll, I'll i'll feel like it's you know truly more professional honestly it's just uh so that's just the technical stuff and you're like i want to get better with that i want to do that um i want to get better with that i want to i want to help grow the fan base so i'm st i'm going to start really just putting my stuff out there and working with wor working with people that uh 
to where I'm able to reach more people. So um, that I'm in negotiations with doing that. Um, more and more platforms this is uh, going out on. It's just, you know, like, I've been blessed with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, growth. I want to see this show grow. I want to see the audience grow. I want to see the audience. I want to see... Uh, I want to see that... the. I want to know that the listeners are getting um, inspired and realizing that everybody goes through something and maybe they relate to one of my my guests or maybe they relate to me and um they change you know they change their life changes and that's generally what i want my uh, my show to be about i want to see change you know life life sucks sometimes but sometimes you find inspiration in the weirdest things you know and maybe this is the thing that inspires somebody to change their life and to realize just how um how much their entire life is just more amazing than they thought. Excuse me, I get a drink of water. Um, my go- my life goal for the next year. So, um, this year has been about change. The theme of this has been about changing things up. You know, I, you know, last year it was about healing and feeling appreciated. Uh, so this year it's about changing, um, truly just going for it. And that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm, t- you know, I'm no longer, no longer just going to be playing things safely. I mean, granted, there's going to be a lot of things that I have to play safely, but uh, and generally, my life is, I'm not going to do that. Um, I walked away from things um, lately that, like, I know in, in, in a term, well, people got, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. There's a lot of things that I had to walk away from that I, that I enjoyed, that I loved, uh, but I'm... I'm at this place right now where it's about change, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know how much more I can really describe it, but yeah, this whole thing is about about change. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really hard to talk about because I really don't really put a lot, I really generally don't have a lot of goals. Um, There's things that I want to see happen and I want to, that I want to do in my life. Uh, so last year, like I told myself that I wanted to quit smoking by the end of the year and by September I quit and I haven't looked back since. Um, I, I've been humble. Last year I was all humbled and stuff like that with just how much people were noticing me and noticing all the things that I did and was being very vocal about it. Uh, so this year, there's a lot of things. Like I want to, I want to do some stuff with my kids. You know, really just show them love and attention and be like just dad. 
because as busy as I am that I try to be with the job and with the, the with the, with now the podcast and and all this other stuff, uh, you know, and trying to try and maybe trying to balance a love life out, <laughs> you know, it's just it's very it, you know it it's taken away a, a lot of things, but so like this year I I want to work on being dad. You know, like, I want to be a supportive friend. I want, like, I have a, like, I told my, my legion that, of, uh, my legion of ladies that this year that I want to be able to have lunch or dinner with, with, with them, like, more than once a year. Uh, so, like, so that's, that's a goal is, like, I want to be a, like, a, a better best friend than I already have been, or that I already am. I want to improve on that. I just like I want to improve at my job, my shoot job, you know, like uh, being the best delivery online guy at the grocery store that I work for. I want to I, I, I want to improve. I want to do better. Um, I want everything that I do, everything that I touch. I want it to. I I just want to be better at it, you know, like. So instead of like being just an okay boyfriend, like the next girl that I that I see that I that I date, I want to be the absolute best boyfriend that I can be, you know, while still balancing being a single dad, while balancing being a podcaster, you know, a full-time job, helping out at a winery, you know, being a good son, being a good brother, being a good friend. Everything about this year is about changing things up, being better than than I was. Um, I have specific things that I wanna that I wanna do. Like uh, I want to travel a little bit. Um, uh, um, I want to do that. I want to be. I want to. You know, like I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot of things that I'd like to be able to do. Uh, and uh as long as as long as i uh can maintain the idea that i don't have to constantly be as busy as i think that i need to be i think i'll be in good shape um so 12 where i see myself i see this year going in uh in the next 12 months honestly i just want to do as many good things as I, as I can you know really give people bring hope back to be to people because I think for the lot for the long part or the long and the short of it the people have kind of given up hope on pe uh, on others in this world so so yeah so that's uh, that's where I'm at in my life right now um, honestly life is great kids uh, kids are doing amazing my uh, my job is going great uh this the show has been like therapy for me and you know i even have been able to touch quite a few lives and uh rekindle some stuff and i mean love is you know like as far as like my love life goes that's really just none of your damn business. <laughs> um, now, I was asked this question. What does life mean to me? 
So, and that's such a deep and deep, really rooted question. I think life, what life means to me is hope. I mean, I feel like we've gotten away from just hope is the only is the thing that runs this world we need hope in this in this world and i think for the long and the short of it the the masses have all forgotten that we're we're only here for a certain period of time at any point one or all of us can be taken out car wrecks suicide you know like plane crashes boat crashes like drive-by shootings, drug overdose, a coronavirus, you know, I mean, there's so much that could happen, and we forget that we're only here for a certain amount of time, and it's just, uh, we've let ourselves get so jaded and so angry and so just stuck on ourselves in one form or another where we all think that we have the right idea or that we all have the right opinion i'm just as guilty as everybody else is so i think we've all lost focus on on bringing hope and bringing honestly just generosity back to the world I mean, we live in this world and, like, we have everything at our disposal. But what are we doing? Like, we tear each other down, whether it's your political party arguments, whether it's your religious arguments. Like, we all have forgotten that we are stuck on this world together. It's not about who you root for in the political game. It's not who you worship. It's about just... Standing next to your brothers and your sisters, showing love, showing compassion, just because you don't you don't agree with them does not mean you cannot be friends and you can't have conversations and you can't love the person next to each next to you. I mean, it makes no makes no sense to me. So, what does life mean to me? It means that we have the ability to change somebody's life but most of us just don't and I'd like to see that change and that's hell that's one of the reasons why I started the show it's one of the reasons why it's changed my entire life it's because people aren't used to generous sweet good-natured people anymore and that's just not acceptable to me. Um, what was the inspiration for the show? So, most of people that know me, uh, some of the things that they don't know is that a lot, for like a long period of time, I actually stopped listening to music. Okay. And I just really started listening to podcasts more and more. And in my head, there was that little seed of, hey, one of these days, I'd, I, I'd love to do that. Well, 
last year in Kansas City at Planet Comic Con, I met Smallville actor, the man that played Lex Luthor, Michael Rosenbaum. Nice guy, loved him. Uh, he was so, so amazing and so sweet that I, 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 uh, it was there that I realized, that I heard that he had a podcast. So, days after, I go online, I find his podcast, and I just binge listen the fuck out of it. So, and I, I remember one specific episode, Tim and Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm outside, I'm on a walk, I've got my earbuds in, and I'm just listening to the episode, and, excuse me, and when J-Love just starts crying, and she starts getting emotional, and, like, I start getting emotional, and I don't really necessarily get emotional too much, but whenever it happens, it's, you know, it's raw, and it's, and it's there, um, and I remember thinking to myself, this is amazing. I want to do this, you know, because they were very, they were talking about stuff that you wouldn't necessarily hear her ever talk about with the media. But here is this man who is an underrated actor, who is a good human being, starts talking and he can get these people to open up about their lives and their, their fears and their anxiety and stuff like that. And he's open about his. And I was like, you know what? Why aren't people doing this more? So that seed is planted. And you, several years ago, whenever I was wrestling, me and one of my ex-tag team partners, Logan, we are on the road, and one day we're like, hey, you know what, one of these days, ah, we, should, we should start our own podcast or YouTube show or something. So there's that seed, years, years ago. So I've got all these seeds in the soil that is my brain. And then all of a sudden, last year, I started getting this, this wave of good vibes, good momentum, praise... Uh, all these things that I'm not used to. And I bring up on Facebook about how I'm thinking about doing a podcast and boom, instant support. From my friends online to my friends in support groups and stuff like that. Every single one of them. The ex, uh, uh, my ex-girlfriend, like everybody is just supportive and they love this idea. So he's a... Uh, so, it's the day of the Super Bowl. Yes, my team lost. But, but all I kept thinking about was this sh show and how this podcast, how like I want to do it. I needed to figure out how to do it. So I reached out to one of my uh, old bosses, one of my ex, uh, one of my guys I used to wrestle with, one of my old promoters who has a podcast of his own. And I reached out to him and I asked him, like, hey, man. How did you do yours? Where did where did you go? And he tells me. And I'm like, okay. So I find Anchor. Boom. 
And then here we are. That first episode, it hit so hard and so raw with everyone. By me telling my the story about how my girlfriend's death affected me. And here we are. I mean, sure, it's episode four. It's been a month. And I don't know how long this show is going to go on. But you know what? I'm riding this wheel. I'm riding this till the wheels come off. Because I feel like what I'm doing for this show, or with this show, is, is needed. So there's, a, there's so much inspiration to get to get the show going to get it into fruition and i appreciate every single person that helped inspire the show and what do i hope to gain from the show honestly the show is like therapy to me because i don't really talk a, a lot about my life with other people but you put a microphone on on me, and I plug it into my tablet, and I'm talking to my guest, or I'm just talking to myself, and it's and I feel free. So this podcast is basic therapy. I just don't have to pay hundreds of dollars to a stranger. Because all of you are listening with your earbuds in, or you're hooked to a Bluetooth, and you're listening to it down the road, or you're on a computer and you're basically my therapist where you're just listening to me figure my own life out i've actually gained i've actually grown so much in fact most of my life decisions that i've made lately have been because of the show and being watching my friends be so open finally being free enough in my own mind to kick doors down, bust out windows in my own head to let all my anxiety out and just start living, uh, living a life of just being open and free. So yeah, what do I hope to gain from this show? I hope to gain everything. Everything that I have ever like felt like I never truly liked or was just missing in my life. Uh, that's what I'm going for. This is what I'm doing from now on. So yeah, that's what I hope to gain. So the other, one, another thing that I was asked was in the first episode, I got very raw, very real um, about how the death of my girlfriend affected me. And I was, it was brought to my attention that I don't really talk really about the things that happened beforehand. And like, while I could tell you some stuff about what happened beforehand, I mean, there's really not much. I mean, I had a great childhood with the exception of my dad not being there. And that's the only thing that like added any kind of fuel to my the darkness that I went into is that I didn't have a dad. I mean, yeah, he was the in and out. Um, every once in a while, is always, you know. So there was some anger and some just 
rage that started to build up from that. Because, you know, like, I think back to my childhood, and I think to myself, I have all these soccer games, okay? And I have basketball games. And I'm lucky that my mom is there. My grandma is there. Sometimes my aunt and maybe my uncle was there. But my dad was not. Where was he? Well, he was off with his own his own life. See, because I have... And through my dad, I have like four sisters. One I just found out about two weeks after my oldest son, Aiden, was born. But So I have three sisters who are amazing. I love them. So there's no disrespect to them. In fact, I, I absolutely adore all my sisters. But they had a life that I knew nothing about. I, knew, I just did not know anything about how to have that kind of life. I'm talking dad goes to their stuff. You know, like their ball games, their cheerleading activities. Uh, everything that they had... I did not. And my mom. And my mom, you know, through no fault of her own, she raised me the best that she could to be the to be a man. But there's a part of me that, you know, like I said in the first episode, if my dad was around, would I have been this person that I am now? Would I be doing the things that I'm doing now? Would I have pursued my dream of wrestling and achieved everything that I did in wrestling if my dad was around? I don't know. It's hard to question it's it's hard to answer that because I just don't simply know. And I came to terms a long time ago with my childhood. I mean, me and my brother, Matt, I grew up where it seemed like everybody cared more about my brother than they did about me. And it, uh, I, and I used oh, I did not handle that very well because I used to just have so much disdain for my brother. Whenever, in reality, I just realized that, I, I didn't realize that this was just, he was just being him himself. You know, how he was. He didn't care if, like, we had family members that the only thing that they cared about was where he was. And I, and that was all that I was get, ever getting asked. He didn't, he didn't know. He didn't care. I let it bother me. So like, so like, when all this stuff has happened, and I am on, I am so filled with rage and just, just disdain for my brother, that there was times that I told him that I hated him. And maybe at that particular time, I was wrong in saying that, because I don't hate my brother. We don't necessarily get along all the time, and we don't see eye to eye, uh, we have way different personalities but he's my brother 
I wouldn't want him to be anybody else. Because growing up, I idolized him. I wanted to be my brother. But I'm glad I never became him, became anything like him. Because this world only needs one of him. Just like the world only needs one of me. I had to become, I had to go through all that just to find out just who I was. And at the end of the day, I still want to make my brother proud of the person that I am. And I was able to find, I was able to get that moment in a text message one day where he was telling me just how proud of me that he was. You know, how proud of how I was as a, as a dad. Because me and him, like I said, our dad is not around. So whenever it comes to being a dad, we, it's just ultimate guesswork. You know, it gets trial and error. Him with his kids and me with mine. It's just, you know, it's very hard to, to wonder, had our dad been around, if we would have been the same kind of people that we are now. And it's okay. I've come to terms with, like, the past. The past is just that. It's the past. You always go onwards. Always onwards. And I'm... I'm not angry and I'm not bitter at my dad anymore. I mean, for the longest time, I was. I just couldn't understand, and maybe I, I will never understand why he wasn't around. But it's, it's not my pig, not my farm. So, again, we go onwards. I mean... You know, I guess, um, so I have this thing about me that it's very hard to really talk about. Um, so I made mention to it, you know, a couple times of having DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder. Um, and through a lot of really hard work and so much more, I've been able to keep keep that at bay. Um, but growing up, there was a lot of things that, excuse me, that happened in my life that probably should should be talked about. I just don't. It's just really uncomfortable. Um. trying to think what all is being talked like th that I need to talk about so I I have this thing um, so Here's a story for you. So, like, we all have had some crazy exes in their day, or in our day, right? 
I mean, I can't name one friend of mine that has not had one single crazy stalker experience. Um, I, I've had quite a few. I've had people, I've had men and women stalk me and it's just uncomfortable as hell. So here's, here's, a, here's a cute little story. Years ago, I'm working at a gas station. Get a phone call on the payphone. That's right. I said payphone, children. A payphone is whenever you would place quarters into said phone and make a phone call that way. Cell phones were very new. Very, not many people had them. I know I didn't have one. And we had it in the store. and We called it a little work phone. So I get on the phone and guy starts talking to me like he knows me. And I don't know who he is. So I ask him, I'm like, hey man, um, this is a nice conversation we're, we're having and all. But uh, who the fuck are you? And he's like, oh, you know who I am. I'm like, no, I don't. Try again. Who the fuck are you? He's like, oh, you know who I am. Now, at this point, I'm thinking, maybe this is some one of my friends and they're just trying to rib me. They're trying to play that practical joke. I'm like, okay, sure. He's like, hey, so hey, before I get off here, hey, what's your number at home? And I'm like... Who is this? He's like, you know who this is. And by that time, I'm like, I'm almost convincing myself that this is one of my friends. So stupidly, I give him my number. Next day, it's late at night. I'm not at I'm not at work. It's my day. It's my night off because I work nights. My roommate is out of town. I get a phone call on the phone. And he goes, he's like, hey, I've been trying to find you. Where do you live? Now, now I'm convinced this is not someone that I know. Or at least if I know them, they've never been to my apartment. So this is not one of my main friends. I'm like, you know where I live. If you say that I know you, you should know where I live. Well, I don't know where you live. Well, I'm like, well, I'm not fucking telling you. Well, I want to talk to you. Well, like, I'm on the phone with you. What the fuck do you want? And this goes back and forth, back and forth for, like, minutes. And finally, I'm getting annoyed, so I just hang up. Unplug the phone. I don't really talk to anybody. Like, I just talked to Rachel. This is whenever she was live, like, a few weeks, about, like, a couple days before. Phone calls keep coming, like, he wants, like, and somehow he gets a hold of one of my emails. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm reading these emails, and there are very, very specific things that he wanted, or this person wanted to do. And I know it was a dude, 
So, not gay. Flattered. Good to know I have options, but not gay. So, I'm, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little stressed out. I'm getting a little pissed off that, you know, like some guy that's stalking me and making these all together just out of line thing, out of line statements and requests. And it's just irritating the shit out of me. And then my girlfriend dies. And all this is still going on while I'm dealing with the death of my girlfriend. I'm an emotional basket case. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm drinking myself to death trying to, you know, go through the pain of that. And I still have this motherfucker stalking me. And this was one of those moments that my brother stepped up to help. Because generally he stays the fuck out of my life just like I try to stay out of his. But at that time, he stepped up into big brother mode. Gets on, gets into my email account. Gets, goes online and just rips this motherfucker to shreds. And tells this guy, if we hear from him again, we go to the cops. Because at that point, we had kind of figured out maybe who it was, but we couldn't say anything without accusing somebody, just flat out naming that person, Scarlet Letter style. Now, I could have done that, but I might have been wrong and ruined somebody's life. But I had so much going on with Rachel's death that I didn't know what to do, so I just didn't do it. So yeah, that's uh, that's my first stalker story. And through the years, oh man, have they come out of the woodwork. Some I've dated and just could not let go. Some were just obsessed with me. Some were just strangers who I had never met who had seen me maybe perform in wrestling or read something I put online and became so obsessed with me that it's it borderline became very, very bad until things got nixed. So... Yeah, let's not do that anymore. It's creepy. Let shit go. In fact, let me go. <laughs> I mean, I've got a full plate. I don't necessarily need stalking involved in it. That's just me. But what do I know? Um, excuse me, as I go through my notes. Sorry, I just realized that I'm, I'm so used to having a, a guest that I, I would be going through my notes with them while they're talking. This is dead air, so I'm just going to 
not say anything for a minute so I can read my notes here. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so the thing with me is, uh, that, I mean, not every one of my shows is going to be, like, deep into thoughts and, and, uh, the pain of my past sometimes, um, honestly, I just, I, I, I don't have any, have any more, um, any more pain in me. I mean, I, I let go of 15 years of just utter torture. And, uh, to be honest, this is the, the most free that I've felt in such a long time. This show has just been amazing for me. I have loved every single second of it. It's, you know, not every show, I, I, like, I feel is going to be, you know, inspiring. But it's good to know that, like, these Q&As, like, um, it's, it's nice to have these shows where I can, you know, where I can talk about goals and dreams. Um, you know, okay, so talking about dreams, growing up, my entire life, I, I dreamt of being a professional wrestler, and I did it. And I was, I was one of those people that were able to become what they wanted to be in life. So, and my goal, you know, was wrestling. You know, it's not the most lucrative job. It's not the most uh, conventional. But to everyone that's listening, and I tell this to my kids, if you have something that you want to do, I don't care what it is. You know, maybe just to be a wrestler, be a writer, to own your own business, to travel the world, to jump out of an airplane, to be a to be a husband, to be a wife, to be a mom or a dad, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever your life ambition is about, you got to do it. See, this life, you're, you're only on this planet for so long. And the worst thing you can do is sell out your entire belief system. You sell out your, your dreams because somebody tells you that you're not good enough. That your dream is stupid. It's not. Your dream is exactly what, you, what, it, what it is. Maybe it started whenever you were a kid. Maybe it started... When you were growing up, your your teenage years, your early adulthood, maybe it's just brand new. Maybe it's something new. Something just came and rushed into you. I implore you all to do it. That's how this podcast got started. That's how my wrestling dream got started. Because I took all the naysayers and I took all all the hate, I took all the negativity, and I took all that and I put it all, bound it all together, tied it up with a string, and I used it every single bit of it. For every person that ever told me that I was not good enough to be a wrestler, not big enough to be a wrestler, not talented enough, not anything. 
that I was a born, mediocre, just worthless person. I used every bit of that and I fucking did it. So somewhere, there's someone that's listening to this that, that knows exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe they have a dream. Maybe it's the most unconventional thing that they can, you can possibly think of. I don't want you to listen to the people on the left. All those people that are just, just trying to bring you down. And maybe the people on the right, they're all praising you, saying this is a great idea. But that's okay. But the only person that you really need to be listening to is you. You're the one that has to drive that car down that road to the place where you want to be. The person you want to be in 5 years, 10 years, 15 years. Don't let the pain and the negativity tell you that you can't do it. I'm living proof. I did it. I, I, have been, I have managed to do everything that I've ever wanted to do in my entire life. And you know what? I have zero fucks and zero regrets. We go onwards. Every time. That's what brought me to this podcast. That's what brings me to helping as many people as I fucking can. Because onwards. Forward. There's always hope out there. There's a dream that you have had for years and you can do it. Everyone can achieve their, own, their dream. Everyone can and should go for it. That's what I tell my kids every time. My kids saved my life. When my daughter was born, I was handed this gray and oozy pink and purple ball of just disgustingness that warmed my heart and made me realize that being a dad was the best thing I will ever do in my entire life. I love my daughter. May not have been a good father to her growing her first year, but I work on that every time that I'm with her. My son Aiden taught me so much about patience whenever he was diagnosed with autism that I had to relearn everything I thought I knew about myself and life. When my son Grayson was born, and we found out seven holes in his heart, reverse blood flow, and he had severe jaundice, I learned that the little things in life are the most amazing things. It's your dreams. And I don't know what it is about this show, but it's always the last few minutes of this show that I feel like I have to be the most intense and, and get my point across. Doesn't matter that I rambled for 50-something minutes beforehand just answering questions. This time around... These last few minutes. This is the important part. I have been truly blessed with so much stuff in my entire life. 
But those three moments, the birth of my daughter, the birth of Aiden, the birth of Grayson, some of the most enjoyable moments of my entire life. Getting on finding a passion and, and having a dream of things that you didn't think that you could even do until you've done it, to me is the most worthwhile adventure that you'll ever have. I didn't think that I would ever be able to open up with anything. But here I am now on this show and in life. This entire thing has changed my entire life and it's because of people. There's so many good people in this world and I don't want you all to think that you're not appreciated because you are. Doesn't matter your sex, doesn't matter your creed, it doesn't matter your your race, your sexuality, your political beliefs, your religious beliefs, you as a person are important. You matter. There's a line from a show called One Tree Hill that I'm gonna par that I'm gonna say and I'm gonna paraphrase. The line Lucas to Peyton your art matters. It got me here. You, this person listening right now, your art matters. Your words, your existence. You're a piece of art. Your art matters. It got me here. Meaning, your presence in my life or in someone's life got me got them here your art matters it got me here and with that thank you very much for listening to me ramble for 50 something minutes answering questions thank you for everyone that asked the questions i hope i answered them um, hopefully next week we'll have a guest. Uh, I really got to get better at planning that. So I appreciate you all very much. Thanks for listening to episode four. I hope that I didn't bore you for the last hour with just my voice and just me talking. <laughs> I was going to have my mannequin heads as a guest, but you know, they're really not that much of a conversationalist. So what are you going to do? Put a microphone in front of them. They, they just clam up. They don't talk. Take the microphone away. They just never shut up. I don't get it. Tommy would get it. My friend Tommy, he would understand it. But, uh, as Henry Link Winkler would say, hey, thanks for listening, honestly. I uh, appreciate every single one of you. You can find me on Facebook at uh, In Your Head with Shannon Staniford. Um, 
slender and sarcastic on Instagram. And Shannon Stanford on Facebook. So uh, if any of you have an inkling that you would like to be on the show, just throw me a message in one form or another, and we will work to get this accomplished. So thank you all very much. And also still planning on doing live versions of the show on Facebook. So be on the lookout for that. So, yeah. Take care, be well, I appreciate you all, and I love you. Except one of you. One of you I don't like. One of you I want to kick in the shin. Maybe step on their big toe with a cleat. And you know who you are. You evil, evil person. The rest of you, I appreciate. And thank you for letting me in, in your head. I'm Shannon Sanford. Good day. I said good day.